0: welcome to houseplant homebody i'm your host holly and i'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing plants you ready thanks for tuning in to the 16th episode on september 15th 2020 let's talk about the awesome string of hearts and this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. Hi, guys. If you notice that I sound a little softer right now that is because my sister and brother-in-law are on a date and I am babysitting but my niece is currently sleeping so I'm trying to be quiet. I'm on a totally different level than her under a blanket recording this so hopefully this is quiet enough where I won't wake her up but I can successfully record it. (laughs) So, as I said in the intro, talking about String of Hearts today, which is a plant I had been dying to get for a very, very long time. And I finally got a few of them months ago, and I was very, very excited. I actually got two of them at Equinox Botanical Boutique in Kenosha, but I've seen them elsewhere online, and I've seen them at a couple other places, and I could get cuttings online. But as the first place, I actually found them in person. I got two of them at different times. One of them was about $16 and the other one was about $25 and they were both in about a maybe a four to five inch pot and I was very very excited about it because it was such a cool plant. I heard it grows very very fast and trust me it does but we're going to dive into that a little bit more in a little bit but let me give you a little bit of background on them. So this latin name is actually Serapeggii woodyi. Maybe I said that wrong. Who knows? But commonly also called chain of hearts, sweetheart vine, rosary vine, or hearts entangled. And why might you be asking all about the hearts? Well, the leaves look exactly like hearts. They are adorable. They're so cute. These plants are semi-succulent because the stems can store water. Usually they have a green stem with a white lacy pattern on the top of it. And I couldn't find a lot on variety. So it looks like there is the string of hearts that has just the green leaves, the green stems with the white lacy pattern on top of the leaves. And there's also a variegated variety that has chunks of pink and white within the leaf along with the lacy white pattern on the top. And then it also has kind of a pink underside to leaves and some of the stems are kind of pinkish white. So those are the two main, I believe, types string of hearts that I could find. Now, there are other varieties that are not called string of hearts, but there is string of spades and string of daggers, which looks essentially the same, but the leaf shape is different. So the string of spades, which is also called the heartless string of hearts, <laughs> is basically just a triangle-shaped leaf nothing fancy about it. it just has the green leaves with the white lacy look on top and the string of daggers is the same thing except even more pointy and longer leaves with the green leaves and the white laciness on top so that is kind of interesting the string of hearts is more popular just because it has that cute shape of the hearts but the string of spades and the daggers is pretty cool too and the string of spades and the string of daggers has the same latin name as a string of hearts so even though they have little varying name the overall latin name and where they originate from is all the same so That's a little insight on that it's more you can find the string of hearts more commonly and i believe as like a plant collector people are looking for the string of hearts more than they are the spades or daggers but i was hopping around etsy the other day just looking at plants and i did find the string of daggers in there too so some people do have them they have cuttings of them so they are really pretty so if you're a collector you could get all three of them (laughs) So, in regards to growth habit, we're going to kind of jump back to string of hearts, but the growth habit of all three, the string of hearts, spades, daggers, is all about the same, but focusing on string of hearts because it is a little bit more popular, the growth habit on this is kind of a low-growing plant in the pot. So, if you're looking at the pot from a aerial view, it's just going to look like a little ground cover. What it's known for is growing over the side of the pot and hanging off of the pot. So the actual plant inside the pot doesn't maybe get about two inches or so, three inches or so. But it can grow indefinitely as long as you want it to outside the pot and over the pot. So the best place to put this is a taller shelf and just let it hang off. Because it doesn't always look amazing at the top of the pot, but it looks really, really cool once it's hanging down. And these are super, super fast growers. So I had mine for like maybe a week or two at that point. Yeah, and it has grown a couple inches, a few inches in the stem growth. So that's pretty cool. I've had it in a east window and then I moved it to a south window. So it's currently sitting in a south window, but there's another building across from the house. So it doesn't always get that direct sunlight, which leads us into all the other questions about sunlight, watering, fertilizer, propagation, all that jazz. So we're gonna get into that in just a second. Okay, so let's talk about sunlight. As I said, I have mine sitting in a south window currently. But i've also had it in an east window and it was growing in both of those different window light types it needs as much light as possible it's preferred to have the brightest indirect sunlight you can find it can handle direct sunlight for a period of time but usually in the summertime with direct sunlight it might be a little too much so being off of a south or west window would be best My east window that's in the house that I'm in has a little bit of a southeastern exposure. So it gets like the morning sun a little bit later than that, but not the hot afternoon sun. So that was pretty ideal for it. And in the south window currently, as I said earlier, there's a building and actually another tree that blocks most of the sunlight in the afternoon, but it gets the majority of the early afternoon sun. So both of those spots are really good for this plant too. So overall with sunlight, as much light as you can give them, but Maybe just don't let them sit in hot afternoon sun for too long. That would be best. In regards to watering, the soil likes to dry out. So these guys can handle periods of drought. And you want to make sure between waterings, you're letting all of the soil dry completely. If you are unsure whether or not you should water it, then wait a few more days and then try it again. And as I've said in other podcasts, there are moisture meter readers that you can find on Amazon or online That if you're really unsure and you want to make sure these houseplants survive for you and you really want to make sure you're doing the right thing, you could get one of those and those will tell you if there's moisture in the soil or not still. So just so you have a definite answer and not you just guessing too. If the soil on top is bone dry, almost dusty, that probably means that it's good to water it. Also, you can lift the pot. So... Maybe getting a feel for what it feels like when it's saturated versus when it's dry will also help you understand if it needs to be watered or not. That's what we would do at the garden center with hanging baskets to figure out if they need to be watered or not. But you can do that with houseplants too. In regards to humidity these plants don't need a lot of extra help there they can handle just your regular home humidity but misting them or putting a humidifier by them once in a while is always healthy for them but they just don't need that extra help like some other plants do so that's not necessarily a big concern for having this plant thrive when it comes to fertilizing I think the best practice is to use some kind of fertilizer. So you can apply half-strength, all-purpose houseplant or liquid fertilizer about once a month or whenever the package says to in the spring and summer, which is the growth season for a string of hearts. The fall and winter is actually their hibernating season, so don't exceed really, at least for me in Wisconsin, summer, don't exceed August fertilizing. And then maybe start back up in March once things start to sprout a little bit. It might even be February that you would be putting some fertilizer in. But that really helps the plant thrive. It helps produce leaves and stems and grows faster. So fertilizer is always helpful. I also read on a few places online that you could do a slow-release fertilizer, which would basically mean that you wouldn't have to go into the effort of fertilizing every two weeks, every month, whatever the package says. You could wait between three to six months, depending on what slow-release fertilizer you're using. So everything works. As long as it's getting some fertilizer, you're good. So propagation is the fun part. I have not personally tried it, but believe me, now that I have one, once the stems get long enough, I will. Because I want these all over the place because they're so fast growing. So there are a couple ways to do it. So you know how on a pathos, when you set the whole stem down into the soil and it starts producing roots and it starts actually growing into the soil, it's the same thing with the string of hearts. They call them tubers that grow off of the stems and they're basically like sections of roots. So at those points where it's gonna start growing roots, those can hang on to the soil and create a whole root system and create a new parent plant. Isn't that cool? So if you just lay a string of hearts branch down in the soil and obviously spritz it, make sure it's getting enough moisture while it's sitting there, eventually at those points, they will start growing roots off of it and you can cut in between and you will have a bunch of new little plants. If you don't want to wait for a whole plant to form like that and you're not, you don't want to start from just one little root system, you can root cuttings as well in soil or water. So if you cut off a a group of stems if you had a lot of your plant or you were trimming it or something and you could put it in water or soil and it will eventually form roots and you could have a smaller plant again. So it's super, super simple. It's just like the pothos, really. It it might form differently. It might take a different amount of time. I think pothos takes a decent amount of time to grow and establish roots. For me, it has worked better in soil than water, but I like watching it, so that's why I put it in water. So either way, that would definitely work, but those are the two different ways to propagate. So putting the a longer stem in soil and letting the roots form in different sections, or trimming your plant and putting those trimmings in water or soil and letting them root that way. So those are the couple ways to propagate. Some other fun facts are that this plant does bloom. It has about a small one-ish inch pink tube flower that faces upward with a dark purple top to it and they appear freely on the plant as long as they are adequately watered and fertilized in that spring summertime. So these flowers are not rare on the string of hearts. You can definitely see them as a house plant. I would say the point of buying this plant is not the flowers it is the foliage because that's what's going to be present 99.1 percent of the time but the flowers can appear so that's kind of cool too to add a little bit more texture and a fun extra look to it so look forward to that the fertilizer would definitely help you could use a blooming fertilizer that would help push the flowers out in spring and summer too so a fun fact for you about the string of hearts And then the other fact I wanted to talk about was the soil. Since they definitely need to be dry between waterings, I would use a cactus soil or something to that effect. At least something that's very, very well draining, whether you add perlite or sand or anything like that in there, it's just gonna be healthier. It's gonna be able to dry out faster and get air to the roots. So definitely use a cactus soil or something to that effect when you're planting it. thanks for listening to episode 16 of houseplant homebody all about the string of hearts and this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on instagram facebook or pinterest at houseplant homebody llc And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means everything, and I can't wait to continue bringing you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for more podcasts. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Guys, thought I'd hop on here again at the end, like I always do, and talk about a few things. I just want to remind everyone that the blog is out, and it was out as of the last Tuesday. I released a podcast, and the first official blog post was about the difference between pothos and philodendron, the vining version of each. I remember I could never figure out the difference when I was working at the garden center, and one day just kind of clicked. So that kind of explains how I see the differences. There's a few different ways. So go check that out on my website, houseplant-homebody.com. And then also I want to remind everyone that I do have a newsletter too that gets sent out the first of every month. So I'm not bombarding your emails, but trying to give you some good information once a month just to keep you updated on what's happening with Houseplant Homebody and with me and to give you different information that is not on the blog or is not on social media. So check that out. Sign up for that too. That's also on my website. There's a pop-up that comes up when you go to my website that asks if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can do it there. Or if you miss that, it's down at the bottom of the page too. I am also going to start releasing the episode podcast episode plant bio information the same day that the plant bio podcasts come out since i am 16 episodes deep i have the first 15 episodes that i do have to make up and get on the blog but from now on including this one on my blog there will be the plant bio episode information typed out and ready for you guys to look at and i am going to eventually get the other 15 podcast plant bios up on the blog the sansevieria one the very first episode i did is up and there's also a blog post just from me saying hi letting you know what's happening and what to expect on the blog so definitely go check that out hopefully you guys have a wonderful week and i will talk to you soon